It's the LFC Agenda with Drew. I'm here to preview the Liverpool versus Man United derby of sorts at Anfield this coming Sunday. It is the premier fixture in the English calendar. And uh, if you disagree with that, then argue with yourself. I'm basically going to do a half-year review. I wanted to do one um, this week, but ran out of time. But uh, I do feel that the magnitude of this game does warrant its own podcast anyway. So we're going to have a quick check-in ahead of that match to just share some thoughts ahead of the fixture. A lot of people suggesting that it's going to be one-way traffic, that United are coming to essentially lay down, take a beating. There's not much they can do. The crowd are going to be you know, more vociferous than ever with 7,000 extra fans being packed inside the stadium, uh, Liverpool being top of the league, Man United having so many problems. And people saying it's going to be one-sided. I'm one of those people. I, I just don't see how this match goes any other way. And I know you're probably sitting there thinking, why are you tempting fate like this? Um, let's have a look at the previous games. 7-0, 4-0, 0-0, 2-0. I think those are the last four. I think they've scored one goal uh, in, in eight seasons at Anfield, Man United. Generally, they come to basically try and shut up shop and not concede too many. It didn't work out very well for them last season, did it? Um, and that was... I've been thinking a lot about the last fixture at Anfield back in, was it April? When Man United had just... Must have been March. They just won the League Cup. They were coming with a strong team, full of confidence. Liverpool were scrambling to try and make the top four and they failed in the end. And it was just a reminder that the fixture can be a great level, particularly for the team playing at home, even if they're out of form. It was really unusual, wasn't it? 1-0 at half-time and they ended up scoring six second-half goals. And winning 7-0. The come down of it was so dramatic for us to go to Bournemouth the following week and lose. I remember Mo Salah missing a penalty. It was, I think it summarised our season pretty well. This weekend, it is very much a different scenario. Liverpool do have a lot of impetus behind them. There's There's lots of positivity around the club. They're going into a period of busy fixtures or they are within a period of busy fixtures which continues with this particular match aiming to stay top of the league and that in itself is a huge motivation you know they're probably at least nine points up on where they were last season um at one point they were 10th (laughs) we we were bad so everything does point towards liverpool you know being uh, robust enough to and focused enough to to win this game. Um, I would say that I anticipate it being a beating, yes, but not necessarily a sense of, you know, a crazy four goal plus margin win. More in terms of the performance, I think it could easily be uh, a two nil beating or, or a three one beating, kind of like the one that um, Jose Mourinho oversaw in what I think was his final match at Anfield when Liverpool got him sacked last time. They scored, actually, just like five years ago. So, yeah, there's a whole host of reasons that that Man United um, aren't going to win this game uh, and are in the disarray that they're in. I just want to talk about those for a sec. When you talk about 
disarray, there's different lenses that you can look at this through. One is what's happening on the pitch. And actually, it's not terrible. It's bad, but it's not abysmal. And the reason for that is when they're not losing and the loss to Bournemouth was awful and the defeat to Bayern Munich in the Champions League, which knocked them out with a whimper this Tuesday gone, was not good. But when they're not losing, they're winning. They don't really do draws. I think they've only done draws in the Champions League. And in the league, it's quite remarkable. We're, we're at game, game day 17 and no draws whatsoever. If they continue on that trajectory, um, <laughs> they've, uh, they've done really well. Actually, if, if they continue on that trajectory this weekend, chances are it will be another defeat. And I'm sure they'd snap your hand off for their first draw of the season. So on the pitch, like I say... Actually, not terrible, but pretty poor. The injuries they've got are horrendous. They've pretty pretty much got entire midfield out, which means that we can predict quite easily what the midfield will be. Um, they're missing Mason Mount, Christian Eriksen, Casemiro, Bruno Fernandes, who I was led to believe by some Man United fans that I know, and also some that I've seen on the social media platforms, got himself booked against Bournemouth. That's what people were saying. They were, they were saying he couldn't deal with the trauma of what happened in 2022-2023. Doesn't want to relive that. Why would he want to go to Anfield and just you know take more licks? Better to get out of the game. And I don't... I wouldn't question a professional. I don't think that's what happened. I just think he had a, a brain fart moment. I don't even know if it's going to benefit us because he played in that 7-0 last season, as I say. But they'll, they're definitely going to have to do something different. So, like I say, they've got a lot of injuries. They've got Jaden Sancho, who's basically retired himself from the squad. He's acting like a complete punk. And with everything else going on, there's just a lot of negativity swirling around that club. Um, yeah, I think if Liverpool approach this in a straightforward way, trying to win the game, not trying to live up to people's predictions of battering United, just trying to win the game, then we should see a straightforward 2 or 3-0 match. And I think everyone will be satisfied with that. And in a way, I think United will be happy enough if they can get off with, with that kind of result as well. I think provided they don't get rinsed, May United fans and, and players can pretty much shrug this off. And for Eric Ten Hag, it doesn't have to be a fatal blow. They've got to be looking beyond this match. They have to be because they're not on the same level. They haven't got the same level of luck with injuries. And the the, the negativity that's engulfed the club uh, means that they go into this thinking they've got little chance of winning. So I don't feel that anyone would throw the kitchen sink at, at Aaron Ten Hag um, were he to get the predictable L um, in this game. I think what will be more important for them is how they handled the matches that are to follow. Away to West Ham, 12.30 kickoff. I'm pretty sure that's on the on the 23rd, which is next Saturday. And then they've got Villa at home. So can you imagine if Villa come to Old Trafford with a chance to stretch their lead over the Manx and they manage to achieve it? I'm pretty sure that match places him in a lot more danger, Ten Hag than this one he's going into on the weekend where no one expects him to to have a chance. But 
yeah, I'm glad we made it here with him still in the job. Let's say that because it just felt like with all the things that were going that they were going through, it just felt like we were never going to get a chance to play them. But now, now we have, and um, yeah, I honestly can't wait. I, I think more than anything, I'm just going to enjoy the atmosphere of Liverpool going into a match in December, top of the league, looking to cement their position. Hopefully, Brighton can get something uh, before we play. Uh, the game against United and then that you know potentially allows us to open up the gap even more Man City going to the World Club Cup so they will tail away points wise um, and they'll they'll have to revisit the fixtures that they're missing but yeah like I say United if if they can get a draw out of this it'll be amazing if um, after this game even if they look even if they were to get a point, but after this game, they ended up losing against West Ham and losing against Villa. That would be awful for them. Awful. I think they're better off trying to beat West Ham at home and beat... Sorry, West Ham away and Villa at home. Um, you know, Villa haven't been travelling well this season, so... I'm not sure that is it's the mountain that many media folk are making out. But yes, Emery has done a good job with them. Even though we beat them. <laughs> so, Liverpool coming into this game off the back of three consecutive wins in the league. Although they did lose 2-1 to Union Saint-Gilles in their dead rubber Europa League fixture. I'm not going to talk about it because I didn't see it. I'm not really interested in it. We've done the job. We're through to the next round. And now we just need to focus players on the task at hand um, on on Sunday. I think if I'm to predict the team or what I would like the lineup to be for Liverpool, I think Alisson coming back to this this team is a huge, huge, huge boost based on what we've seen of um, him since he's been back and um, unfortunately based on what we've seen of Keller before Alisson returned. Back four, I would go Simicast Van Dijk. I would actually stick in Kwanzaa there. Because I think Gerard Kwanzaa did really well in the Europa League. He had that funny comment he came out with about Matip saying my condolences. I think he was using the wrong terms, but he was basically saying, yeah, the fact he's injured, you know, that's my teammate, but you know, I've got to make the most of my, my opportunity here. I think he's been solid enough, robust enough, and has enough in the tank to warrant a start against Man United. I think he's been good enough, and I'd like to see him given a chance alongside Van Dijk. And then I'd go Gomez at right back, push Trent into midfield. A lot of people saying maybe he could operate in that six, but I, you know, I don't know about that. I'd rather see Endo in that base, Trent into midfield, and then you can have Soboslai. And maybe Jones to to bring a bit more control to the midfield with the front three of Diaz, Salah, and I'd definitely go Gakpo ahead of Nunes for this one. I know we need to get Nunes kind of up and running and, and into a groove, but I do feel that Gakpo, he scored the first goal um, in the 7-0, but also he just seems, I don't know, he seems a lot more refined and, and I think... This kind of fixture will probably be more suited to him and less appealing 
uh, for United defenders if Gakpo is playing uh, than Nunes. I just think is the, the style of the style of the player, the way he makes his runs, how he anticipates things, the way he finds those, those spaces, those pockets. So that will be my team uh, for United. I think he's going to be. I think Ten Hag's going to be basically dictated to by the players that he's got at his disposal, uh, who aren't injured or suspended or or absent without leave. So that will be an honouring goal, which is going to be his first appearance at Anfield. Oh my gosh! Uh, Wan Bissaka, um, Varane, I think comes back into the fray. I think he's been on on the periphery of late. Uh, Evans. Now that Maguire is not fit, sure, uh, left back, I'd say. Then he's got to go for a midfield, I think, of uh, Amrabat, uh, McTominay and Maynou. And that's going to be, I think, where United will struggle to contain Liverpool because balance of the midfield isn't great. Uh, Maynou's not very experienced. Amrabat is, let's say, quite simple. He plays a lot of his back to the play and he doesn't really front up. He's not a progressive um, McTominay is progressive and he looks really good um, or has looked really good for United relatively speaking in the more advanced role but he doesn't give you any control he doesn't really find passes to, to the forwards or penetrate in the way that you know really clever midfielders do so that's kind of like his limitation and I think that's where United will struggle up front I would say they'll go for a front three of Rashford uh, I think he comes back into the team after having been injured during the week. Garnacho and Hoyland. And that's another reason that I don't really give United a chance. They're not actually full of goals. They haven't scored many goals this season. And their star striker, who they spent 70 plus million on, is not scoring. He doesn't actually know where the net is. Um, which I would say is a bit of a problem, if I'm honest. And if he can't if he can't get into the game, then I can see a scenario where he gets frustrated and maybe he gets subbed. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's the United lineup. It kind of picks itself. And that's another reason that it's gonna be a big, big struggle for them. So I think it'll be a case of just tie them out. Uh, the midfield I think will be uh struggling to contain our runners. Um crowd's gonna get on top of them. It's gonna be suffocating for them as I say Anana's first outing at Anfield uh, pretty intense for him if I'm going to go for a prediction I think a really solid 2-0 a really solid 2-0 maybe maybe 3 let's call it 3 let's call it 3 I don't think you're talking silly scores um, this weekend because if Ten Hag's got any sensibility or sense about him, he will not try and take on this Liverpool and fight fire with fire. I think he's looking beyond this game. I think he recognises that he's got more important challenges than going to Anfield with, you know, a completely um, injury-ravaged squad to the hardest ground that you can visit in English football, if not European football. This this won't be top of his concerns. I, I, I really do think it's that the the fast one-two of West Ham and Villa um, that will, I guess, dictate the way a lot of people think about him. Um, and even if he loses those, it's been said a million times before with the new ownership coming in, they're not going to want to move any chess pieces until they're through the door and they have an opportunity to kind of assess what's there. You know, why would you? You know, it's not like 
you know, United are in desperate trouble in the sense of, you know, they're at risk of getting relegated or something like that. It's not like new owners coming into Nottingham Forest and thinking, you know, we need to act because there's going to be consequence if things continue to go badly. If United, if it continues to go badly for United, you know, what's the worst that can happen? They finish like Chelsea did, 12th or something. Well, chances are they're not going to be in the Champions League anyway. And if they make um, the Europa League, it's a bonus for them. So I don't think that even if he has a disastrous Christmas, I think it'd have to be really bad, put it that way, for him to leave. I don't think if he has a disastrous Christmas, period, that it's going to affect him. Um, and, you know, if I was a United fan, I'd, I'd not want him to go either because I wouldn't want more upheaval, wouldn't want another reset. Um, yeah, he's made mistakes, but, you know, ultimately, when he had a full season, you know, most of his players fit. Uh, he managed to get a tune out of them, get to two finals, win a cup and finish third, which, you know, <laughs> by every team standards, I guess, in the Premier League, bar Man City is an excellent season. You'd have to say that. Just going back to their their team, I, I, I touched upon that the fact that they've got uh, Rashford, Garnacho, and Hoyland likely to start with Martial still being injured. And I do feel that a lot has been made of the Trent versus Rashford history because everyone likes to look at Trent and say, oh, isn't he a weakness? Now, I can see why people would look at that and say, okay, of all the spots we can pick, maybe that's the side to go down and, and you know exploit. But how much exploitation have they done in the past eight seasons? Well, I told you, one goal yeah, at Anfield. So it's a very different story. Most of the time, um, when they come to Anfield, Rashford isn't doing it. He's in someone's pocket. So that, for me, is... You know, if he's not getting that midfield support, it's going to be difficult to change that. Uh, he's not in form. The United fans I've, I've heard have been booing him after certain games. Uh, he was dropped against Bournemouth. And he's just not been He's just not been there. I, I think he just needs a change of scenery. I don't think he's ever going to be top, top draw. I know a lot of pundits like, for example, Ian Wright and Gary Neville defend him. But... Um, I don't think he's right for United anymore. The only reason he's still there is because he's a local lad and it would be a weird thing, an unusual thing, to see him walk away. He feels like the kind of player that would excel at a Newcastle, at a Brighton, where the pressure's not there from week to week, where he can just perform, you know, don't worry too much about the outside noise and, you know, concentrate on his football. I don't think the... Toxicity of Man United as a club generally and the intensity of the public glare um, through social media or through any other forum, I don't think it benefits him. I don't think he thrives on it. And that's the reason that you see a, a different rush for England as well because you know the, the pressure isn't the same as it is at his club. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to touch on Rashford because I'm just thinking if, yeah, if they're going to get any joy, probably be him, but... Yeah, I just don't see it in this match. I've never been more certain of a win against May United, so I could easily end up with egg on my face, but I, I can't see a scenario in which they manage to pin such a good performance where they get a draw. I think it's going to be quite straightforward. Yes, we did lose our last game to uh, Union, but as I said, wasn't really interested in it. Didn't watch it, 
won't be talking about it at all. Let's move on from it. After this game uh, on the weekend, the fixtures come thick and fast, but can discuss those on another day. Let's just make sure we do what needs to get done and um, deliver a great performance and three points again this weekend. Right, so we'll leave it there. And um, yeah, let's, let's just hope for the worst for United on Sunday. Cheers, Reds. Enjoy the game. You never walk alone.